Hello everybody and welcome to Fast Fact Friday. For those of you that don't know, Fast Fact Friday happens every Friday. How do we know that? Because it has Friday in the name, of course. So what exactly is Fast Fact Friday? For those of you that haven't watched the last Fast Fact Friday, that's a lot of Fridays and Fast Facts. Fast Fact Friday is a 10 to 15 minute max episode where I cover a topic that I believe can be covered in more of a short form content episode. That means that I won't be sitting here rambling for one hour and you won't have to sit around listening to me for one hour, especially if you don't have a long car ride ahead or a lot of chores that you have to do around the house. This way you can get what you need to get from me and then you can go do your own little things. But for this episode, I think that it would be pleasant to just jump right in and talk a little bit about word becoming flesh. Now, real quick before I do that, I just want to mention that I had to record this episode twice. So when there's an overlap or when there's a gap in my speech, just understand that I had to record this twice because for some reason, Anchor doesn't like to save my new uh, microphone as uh, the preset or the default when I go to record. So I end up recording the entire episode all on the, the computer microphone. Now, if you enjoy listening to crappy audio, then feel free to listen to all of the old episodes. But for those of you that like this new setup, that's awesome. So where were we? That's right. Word becoming flesh. For those of you that are Christians or for those of you that follow the Bible, word becoming flesh is something that is derived from the Bible. Now, this isn't a religious podcast and I won't be covering anything religious in this podcast. Um, I am a Christian, however, so, um, but I think that this, um, the phrase word becoming flesh is something that um, is something that you can all understand. It's, it's just something, okay? And it's the best way to describe what the topic of today is going to be about. So, for those of you that don't know, I feel like I use the same phrases all over the time. For those of you that don't know, um, word becoming flesh is basically this. The words that you speak manifest into something tangible. The words that you speak become something larger than just words. Now, I'm going to start with this, the placebo effect. In biology, you should have learned this, or just in general, you should know what this is. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time um, explaining the details of this, but let's just jump into like the little nitty gritties of what this um, experiment is. So there is a new drug, it's on the market, and it is readily available for consumers to consume. But before they can do that, they're gonna test it out on a few different markets. They're gonna test it out on Group A, who has symptoms of this uh, of this disease that this drug is going to cure or um, help, and then there's Group B, who also has the same symptoms, and this drug is supposed to help them. But Group A is administered a sugar pill rather than the actual drug, and Group B is administered the drug instead of the sugar pill. Now, what the sugar pill is is literally a sugar pill. There's no drug involved whatsoever, but the process still remains the same. Each person gets a pill. Doesn't matter if it's sugar pill or a drug-related pill, and then they consume the pill, and the doctor says, "Listen, you're going to be better in five to six weeks, or three to five days, or however long." And guess what? The person feels better. That is an example of word becoming flesh. How? There's no words involved in that. Well, you take a pill, and then you start saying, "I feel much better. I feel healthy. I feel better than I did before," because you took a pill. Because the pill, if you took a sugar pill, 
has a now connotation positively to you saying that this pill is going to help me. Oh, I'm going to feel better. Now you feel better. Even though the, the pill had nothing to do with you feeling better, it's a mental thing. It's a mental little uh, light bulb that goes off and says, listen, you feel better now. Great. Let's pick up and move on with our lives. Um, so this is an important conversation. And I think that we can actually spend lots and lots of time talking about word becoming flesh. We could actually go into a long, long form episode with even an interview guest or whatever and talk about this because this is one of my favorite topics that I've covered yet on this podcast. It is something that I think is very valuable for all of you to really understand and really get a grasp of. And we only have about six to seven minutes left. So I'm going to try my best to make sure that you understand what this word means and how your words become flesh is very important. So let's get into it. I'm going to start with another example. This is a more personal example, and I figured that if I was only able to give you a scientific example, then you guys wouldn't really deem me as a credible source unless I've lived through something where word becoming flesh has actually affected me or the people around me. My best friend, his dad was diagnosed with cancer and all of his major organs and his doctor said in a polite way, in a professional way, that you have only a few months to live. We cannot perform surgery on you and we are not going to give you chemotherapy. And so therefore you have to do whatever you want to please yourself and to make yourself happy over these next few months. <clears throat> now, doctors have also made lots of um, assumptions about people living um, a lot like a lot younger than um, than they're supposed to and, or dying younger than um, than they do. But in this example, my best friend's dad was given a few months, maybe maybe a year. Okay. Not very much time to live because of this cancer. Now, the family could have taken this in one of two ways. Accepted the doctor's like advice and done what they could have done in that time and really just lived it up and partied and lived in the present. But instead they understood, listen, no, there has to be another way. We're not gonna just give up that easily. So they didn't address cancer at all as cancer. They addressed it as a challenge. So whenever the word cancer was spoken, it was replaced with challenge. So we are facing a challenge right now because knowing that cancer is in this person's body has a very negative connotation and that actually has mental effects on you. Oh my God, I have cancer. Oh my God, I'm going to die. And then you die. Um, but if you say, listen, I have a challenge right now and I'm going to beat it, then you have this positive connotation associated with the situation that you have control and that you have a, a chance to fight. When you've given up hope and your body just kind of decays, then you no longer are in control of whatever is going on. So my best friend's dad is experiencing this challenge, right? Comes back to the doctor a few months later, and now his cancer is in remission because his family is so positive and they're, they're just reinforcing the fact that we're going to defeat this thing. Lots of prayer and lots, and, and they're a very Christian oriented family and, and, you know, having belief in something like that is very powerful, but that wasn't medicine. That wasn't chemotherapy and that wasn't surgery. That was word being flesh. Okay. And that's when I really started to understand the uh, impacts that your words have on you. 
And so I, I took some time to reflect. And, and then the doctor granted my best friend's dad with the ability to have surgery and to have chemotherapy. And now the cancer is not completely gone, but it is in heavy remission. And I feel like, um, I don't feel like, I know that my dad's uh, friend has just finished up his last of his chemo, uh, chemotherapy treatments, which is an amazing thing. Now, how is this more personal? How can we get a little bit more personal with word becoming flesh? Well, let me start with this. When you say something, when you explain to somebody, whether if it's joking manner or not, if you say, I have chronic back pain, I'm gonna have scoliosis. My backpack is so heavy that I'm gonna have scoliosis. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have an aneurysm. Oh my gosh, I have, um, I'm gonna have a heart attack or my, my blood pressure is really high. Your words are becoming flesh and you don't even understand it or you don't even realize it. Now, obviously, you would understand it if when you said that word, you had a heart attack or when you said that you're going to have scoliosis, then you had scoliosis. So like if your words directly were linked to the actual event that or the the um, the chronic illness or the chronic pain that is associated with that word, then you would you would obviously be very, 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 very careful of what you say. So personal example here, last year I was in a very committed relationship. Um, however, my partner was not around all the time. She was in college and she made a very valid effort to come visit me as often as she could. She would always visit me from college. She lived two hours away every single weekend. She would spend up at my house. She was very committed to this relationship. However, my mind prevented me from really enjoying this relationship at all. I used word becoming flesh and I kept constantly would tell myself this isn't going to work out okay there's nothing in this world that you can do to make this work out this person is a good person but you the the relationship is failing okay and there was nothing wrong with the relationship there was something wrong with what I was saying the way I was acting the words I was associating with this relationship I had told myself that my girlfriend was cheating on me when literally she would be home rather than partying sitting next to me and I would think that she's cheating on me now, whether or not she was or wasn't, that was irrelevant. <clears throat> and let me tell you, I, for, to my knowledge, I believe that she wasn't. Um, but I, that, that relationship ended because I was so anxious and so worried about what was going on. Now, this is a very important topic. And I know that we don't have a lot of time to just sit down and talk about how you can help be more self-conscious and be more aware I'm not self-conscious, but be aware of the words that you use um, in context to like different situations, whether it's a joking manner or whether it's a more serious manner, or I'm going to kill myself. So I will give you this last example. It's um my, my best friend also told me this, the one that's uh, dad had the, the, the challenge. Um, <clears throat> and you can take from this, this story as you wish. There was a Holocaust, like um, there was somebody from the Holocaust that was rounded up into a cattle car. Now this man felt very cold. He felt like he was dying. He felt like he couldn't go on in life. And he felt that everything around him was freezing, that he was dying. He was very cold. And he kept saying, I'm going to freeze to death. I'm freezing to death. Oh my gosh, please help me. I'm so cold. I'm freezing to death. I'm gonna die here. I'm, I'm dying, I'm dying. In two days he died. W what was wrong here? Well, it turns out that the cattle car was warm. 
Why? Because there was a lot of people in the cattle car, and it was also in the middle of springtime. There was nothing wrong with the temperature. There was just something wrong with the way that he was thinking, the way he was acting. It was a mental, it was a mental thing. Um, so w when you wish yourself to die over and over and over again, your brain and your body will shut down. And if you really truly believe that. So be careful the next time you say anything negative, the way the next time you say something horrible about yourself. And I do believe that I'm going to speak more about this topic in a future episode, sitting down with somebody, maybe it is my best friend or maybe it is somebody else, but I want to leave you with this. You are all brilliant people. You are, are all extremely, extremely special in every single way possible. There is literally only one person on this earth that represents you and that is you. So before you, you go discarding like everything about you and, and all your, um, and, and your want for validation, I want you to understand that the words that you speak do matter and that you do matter. And I don't want the words that you speak to be associated with something poor. Okay. And this is something that I struggle with too. So I'm working on this as well. So this is a, this is a collaborative effort and it's a group project. And with that, I will say this. I had a great time sitting down talking over my Fast Fact Friday number two. And I am so grateful for any of you that actually stuck around to listen to me ramble. Only for 13 minutes and 30 seconds. So, you know, I hope to see you all next week or in my future episodes. And as for always, I love you guys very much. Have a great day. I'll see you all in the next one. Peace out.